Welcome to Unfuck Your Brain, the only podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, feminism, and coaching to rewire your brain and get what you want in life. And now here's your host, Harvard Law School grad, feminist rock star, and master coach, Kara Lowenthal. Hello, my chickens. How are you? This week has been amazing. I have been teaching and coaching my little face off in the deep program patriarchy from your brain boot camp. I know so many of you attended that. It has been like beyond my wildest expectations of how much powerful teaching and coaching and learning was going to happen. You guys asked such great questions. We did so much good coaching and sort of watching all of you really learn how to get the patriarchy out of your brain in real time has just been so incredible. So if you missed it this time, I get it. I understand. I don't blame you for feeling like you missed out, but I do think we will do this again because it was such an amazing experience. And I should say also, if you join The Clutch, you will get the replays from this for free. So if you are bummed out that you missed it and you want to be able to watch all of the teaching and coaching we did, you totally still can, won't be in real time. But if you join The Clutch, you'll get access to replays. And that's just on fuckyourbrain.com forward slash The Clutch. So today I am talking to several of my advanced certification students all about one of the big themes actually that has been coming up in the bootcamp, which is the authority or lack of authority that women feel in their lives. And I think one of the things that has become so obvious as I have been teaching and coaching around patriarchal socialization all this week is who we're shown has authority, who we are shown is empowered to make decisions, who we are shown can trust their own decisions or instincts or thought processes. Women are socialized to not trust themselves and to not see themselves as authoritative. And so I think that we more frequently want validation from someone outside of ourselves, or we want someone else to tell us our idea is good, or we want someone else to agree with us about what we're going to do, or if it's the right path, or how to handle something. And there's nothing wrong with bouncing your ideas off other people. Obviously, I have colleagues, I love doing that, but I can feel a very big difference between when my thought process is like, oh, this is an idea, I'm curious if anyone has any like additional thoughts that would make it even better, versus my thought is, I don't know what to do. My thought is, I don't know what the right decision is. My thought is, I might make the wrong decision. And so I want other people to tell me if I'm making the right decision so that I can like lean on their authority somehow instead of my own. And I think that is one of the things that undermines women so much in every area of their lives. We're just spend so much energy second guessing ourselves or avoiding making decisions or taking leadership entirely because we're afraid of what we'll think and feel. So today I'm talking to three of the recent graduates of my advanced certification in feminist coaching, all of whom have now been certified. Congratulations to all of them. All about authority, how authority shows up in the kind of different populations they work with, which are really a big range in this particular podcast with these particular coaches, and sort of what's going on with women's brains and authority and why it's so important for women to learn how to claim their own authority. If you are a coach and you're interested in the advanced certification of feminist coaching, 
We are going to open up again for registration later this fall. It is application only, and we always get more applications than we can take. But I do do it on a rolling basis. So finding out right when it opens will give you a better shot at getting into the program. So if you want to join the waitlist, we will let the waitlist know. The waitlist gets first dibs on the application process when we open again. So go to unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash ACFC. Those are just the initials. Unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash ACFC. Or text your email address to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four and use the code word ACFC, all one word, just the initials. So text your email to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four and use the code word ACFC. And then you will be the first to know when we open applications again later this fall. All right, without further ado, let's take it away with this conversation about authority. All right, today, my chickens, we have a very special treat. I say that every time, it's true every time. Today, we have some of my favorite people, my advanced certification and feminist coaching students who are all certified coaches, some of them master certified. And we're going to be talking today about authority and how women and other marginalized people tend to relate to authority and have difficulty showing up with authority. And I think sometimes when I think about like, if I had to summarize what is all of my work in like one sentence or like, what is the one through line that I see so much of what women and people of any gender identification who live in a marginalized identity or more than one struggle with is both their relationship to authority outside of them and then like claiming their own authority, right? It's like women especially are socialized to think that, you know, they don't know what's best for them. They're not the expert. They need other people to agree with them and validate them. And so it ends leads to like all of the spinning we do constantly seeking outside validation. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves first, and then I'm just excited to dive into all the brilliance they have to share about this. So why don't I call on people to introduce themselves just to make this smooth. Amy, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm Amy Logan. I'm an ex-Mormon life coach, people who've left what is now referred to as the Latter-day Saint, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I coach women and men, mostly women though. And so this topic is hugely important to me in us learning how to be our own authority. Yeah, that totally makes sense. You leave one very structured authority system. Yes, definitely. Right. Alona, what about you? Yeah, my name is Alona Tuami. I coach women in tech and specifically women who are feeling burned out and overwhelmed. I trained as a life coach, but the whole reason I really did it is because I went through Unfuck Your Brain and it was kind of the missing link that I was looking for. And so I trained to you know, be able to share that with other women and kind of get them out of burnout and find their authority and, you know, so they can make the change that they're there to make in the world, essentially. Yeah, so good. And for those who were like, what is Unfuck Your Brain is not the podcast. Lona means I used to run a small group program called Unfuck Your Brain. But I think that is such a like, it's like everybody else has to agree it's a good idea or even suggest what they should do to them right before they're allowed to do it. Because we don't yeah. feel like we have like the authority to make our own decisions. What about you, Paige? Hi, I'm Paige Dempsey. I'm a coach who is passionate about working with women and relationships. So either both dating or family relationships, those are areas that I've done a lot of work on myself. So how we show up and make decisions and let people in and sometimes let people go. So that's where I'm interested in 
in coaching mostly. Love it. So what if we just start by, I'd love to hear from each of you, like we touched on a few little bits, but how this question of authority like shows up in your work, where do you see women, especially kind of having the most trouble with authority? And then how do you see the kind of work, the way we do it, helping them resolve that? So why don't we just go in the order we introduce ourselves? Amy, you want to start? Okay. Yeah. I'm happy to start this being that I'm in the world of kind of post-religion. Most of my clients leave Mormonism and coincidentally, a lot of them just leave religion in general. And so seeing, I don't think you see it straight away, but seeing how religion is a patriarchal structure, unless there are some religions I am not aware of <laughs> that maybe don't have the patriarchal structure built Certainly in. Mormonism, at least. Certainly <laughs> that one. And that's my, yeah, that's what I know very well. So that's why this is just so important to me. I see women not trusting themselves. And that's the correlation I see between authority and trusting ourselves because we think, and we've been taught that there's someone else who knows more than you. And that trickles down to not having the confidence or being able to trust yourself. When I was able to give myself the permission to trust myself is when everything started to change for me. And I see those as two very connected pieces of this puzzle. Right. So it's like, we think if we if we don't trust ourselves and we need someone else to be the arbiter of what we should be doing or what is right or what is good. Yeah. How did you come to trust yourself? Like, how did you make that transition? <sighs> Gosh, that's a good question. Cause it was a, a long time period, but because I remember sitting in church, we call it sacrament meetings, kind of where we meet in wards, which is just groupings of people in our neighborhood. And I would sit in there as I was deconstructing my faith and I would look around the people that I met with my congregation and I'm like, but they're so much smarter than me. Like that was my first thought. <laughs> so even though I was educated, you know, I graduated from school, but I felt like, well, that they, they collectively, of course, all of them. And not that this has to be a smarter educated question, but for me, that's what I remember thinking first. Well, like other people know better. So to make the leap from other people know better to, well, I'm going to make the decision that's best for me. <sighs> Took a while to get there to where I felt like my confidence was up where I was going to trust what my gut was telling me versus what someone else was preaching from the pulpit of what I'm supposed to think and believe. So interesting because at the living room retreat I did recently, one of the students was actually a coach from our certification who also has left the Mormon church. And what I ended up coaching her on was authority, but she was having this, like not wanting to claim any authority. Because having seen how authority worked in the church and feeling, you know, her thoughts being that authority was something that was used to harm people or was used to oppress people. So she like didn't want any of it, but then she couldn't claim authority over her own life or her own expertise because she like didn't want anything to do with authority in general. Oh, that's so interesting. I can see how that would be connected because especially we even have a term in the church called church authority. Mm-hmm. where we kind of refer and it's uh, it's a very patriarchal structure. We've, I don't know if you've ever seen like the flow chart of the Mormon kind of structure there, but yeah, it's all men. There's mm-hmm. a few women down at the bottom, but to claim it, you really have to practice that trusting yourself muscle for sure. That's how I had to do it. I'm like, well, I'm going to trust myself to read this book that the church mm-hmm. doesn't think I should read. I'm going to trust myself then to do this. And then it wasn't like just all at once. It was kind of like, okay, I'm gaining more knowledge. I'm trying to figure this out. And so it it just kind of like my confidence increased the more and more I kept trusting that inner knowing. So interesting. What about you, Alona? Yeah, I mean, I think when people arrive in burnout, it's kind of a mix of three things. There's this mental, physical exhaustion, 
there can be like this heightened feeling of cynicism. And there's also this feeling of inefficacy about your work so that you're not really doing your work well, you're not adequate. And I see at least the first and the third are often really dominant in women who are, you know, in that state of burnout. And if you're not feeling inadequacy, if you're not feeling your own worth, I think Tara Brock talks about this as being like in the trance of unworthiness where you're disconnected from your innate worth. Then what happens is that you're looking externally, you know, you're just trying to find that validation. So it becomes very important what do people say to you or, you know, what kind of feedback do you get? But then again, that's also being filtered through this lens that's inaccurate, you know, where you're discarding your accomplishments, you're discarding the evidence of your own value, your own innate value. And so there's kind of like looking for this authority external to yourself. And the thing about it is like, if people look at them externally, they'll think like, well, they're really successful. You know, they have the title, they have the level, they have the responsibilities. And then internally, they're disconnected from that feeling themselves. So a lot of what we are kind of looking at early on is just like recapturing the reality of, you know, your value and your authority. And do you feel like the women in tech, like, I guess I sort of think of people in tech as being like, I guess not anti-authority, but there's just like so much talk about sort of like (laughs) disrupting this industry, right? Like there's sort of the stereotype is kind of that people are like, I'm going to drop out of college and figure this out my way. Like, I do feel like there's a little bit of like an anti-traditional authority, like. Yeah, there is. But, you know, it's like the myth of the genius developer is pretty much always a male developer. And the history of women in tech, you know, it's being rediscovered. Like the first programmers were women. Mm -hmm. And that was thought to be kind of an okay deal too, like back in the 60s and 70s, because it was thought to be a clerical job writing code, (laughs) you know, and that kind of changed around in the 1980s where it became like, you know, this, the genius developer was probably a white male developer, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I even have women at some points, they will voice the thought like, well, maybe I'm only this level because I'm the diversity promotion or I'm the diversity Mm -hmm. hire, you know, based on gender, not based on ability. And so, because it is an underrepresented group, there are groups that are far more under underrepresented, mm-hmm. but it is an underrepresented group. And so it's easy to maybe kind of reinforce that idea that you don't belong because you don't see yourself reflected based on population demographics. Yeah. So interesting. What about you, Paige? How do you see this show up in your, in your work? I think that interpersonal relationships for women, this shows up everywhere, all the time, constantly. So as we talked about in our feminist coaching certification, I mean, women are defined by our relationships, by our friendships, by our partnerships, by our family relationships. I would echo a lot of what Amy said. It comes down to self-trust and self-knowing and like a little, you know, bit by bit, but it's like women, you know, call each other and say, hey, so-and-so didn't text me back, or I swiped on somebody on a dating app, or I, you know, we dated for three weeks. Now he's not writing me back. And it's like, we're just trained to sort of look outside ourselves for that validation and that support and explanation. You know, there's got to be an explanation. And if it's not him, it's got to be me. And it's usually on me. So I 
just want to help change that because there's so many other things that are in play. I think we see that a lot in families too. You know, there's a lot of the mother-daughter, what's the word? Just the the mother-daughter thing that it should be a way. And if it's not the way that we see it portrayed in the media, then something's wrong. And in both cases, one of the quotes that I found a long time ago that just really resonated with me, you talked about Copenhagen and croissants, but I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert or somebody said, you know, you got to quit going to the hardware store for milk. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes. Like they don't have that there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a lot of it I think has to do with the should and he should this or she should that, or my mom should be this way. My brother should be that way. And they're never that way. And so, you know, how, how does that relate to authority in your mind? I think it's authority about having a life that you are in charge of and having a life mm-hmm. that you're okay with things, you know, it's sort of accepting things the way that they are and then deciding on purpose how you want to show up and how you want to be in that place. And I mean, as you're talking about that, I feel like part of the problem is we try to be the authority over things that aren't ours. Like I'm the authority on how soon people should text me back. And I'm the authority on like how this person should show up in this relationship. It's like, we right. It's like we try to control the things that aren't ours to control. And we want to be the authority about like how you're supposed to conduct yourself as my mom, as my person I'm dating, as my friend, as totally. my boss, whatever. But then when it comes to us and our own decisions, we're like, oh no, I need somebody else to tell me this. Right. Totally. It's the great dichotomy, you know, and it goes back to the manual and yeah, we farm out a lot of authority when it's like, we know inside ourselves. Well, but I think actually that's another problem. I think a lot of women don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so conditioned to sort of take what's given to us or like be okay with mediocrity So there's just so many layers to it that, you know, it's okay to want what you want. It's okay to want to be in a different religion or a different job or a a different kind of relationship. So I think the authority from my angle is just really having authority over your choices. I mean, I've made some of those decisions in my own relationships where it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to have a relationship that's not what they show in the, the movies or the storybooks. and you know, that can be okay too. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I generally think my take on it is usually that women do know what they want, but they don't think they can have it. And so they tell themselves that they're confused Mm. and they like tell themselves that they don't know what they want. But it's like, often if you dig down deep enough, I had this once with like a 22 year old who was like, I don't know what I want to do for work. It was like, that was her story. She didn't know what she wanted to do. And then when we asked enough questions, it was like, actually, she had a really specific desire to be like a marine biologist who worked with octopuses or something. But she just had all this stuff on top of it about why she couldn't do that. And that wasn't an option for her. So it's basically like women are like, I know what I want to do, but I can't, I'm not allowed to do that. Or I can't have that. I'm not good enough for that. So if I can't have the thing I really want, then I don't know what I want, which like, yeah, okay. (laughs) If you can't have the thing you want, then what do you want them? Right. So I'm curious, since you mentioned ACFC for kind of to hear from all of you, how did going through the program and or sort of studying what we studied change your thought process about women and authority or sort of how did it impact this element of your work or in your personal life? Like, how do you feel if at all that it kind of impacted your own sense of authority? Just jump on in, whoever wants to. (laughs) They're all looking at me like, what? Who's supposed to talk now? Uh, this is Amy here. I think that it just helped me give a greater perspective and to see how our brains have been conditioned all along without even really noticing and how we just kind of soak up everything around us, our social structure, religious structure, our friend structure, and we're just in it and we don't even see. And so this is just such a great 
the ACFC was such a great way to see how everything's interconnected, the intersectionality of it all. I absolutely love it. I wanted to say something to Paige's point about trusting and seeing how we think we're trusting ourselves, but then we have to ask, you know, like five, six people. (laughs) And and like, we want the validation. And then we're like, well, now I'm still not sure. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of like practicing, like, no, just making one of these decisions by yourself without seeking all the guidance and let that. That's such a good point because it never helps, right? If you're, if you haven't given yourself the authority to decide, you can like ask five people and they'll all say you should do that. And then you go to the sixth one, you're like, so here's the pluses and here's the minuses. And I don't know which one I should do, right? It like, isn't sad. It's like, you know, that classic quote, which is like, you can't get enough of what you don't need. Yeah. Or you can't get enough of what you're not hungry for. People use that in emotional eating stuff, but also just in life. It's like, you can't get enough of what you don't need. And like, you can't get enough external validation of your choices if you aren't giving yourself the authority to decide because you're just like, well, okay, the eight of them thought this, but I, I still am not, still not sure, right? Yeah. I find it it's mu- muckies the water and then we're just been in confusion more because we're like, yeah. well, now we have more thoughts to mull over instead of trusting that piece of you that usually knows. Like we yeah. usually know, but we're afraid of actually taking the steps that will. I find I do that most often when I know what I want to do, but I like don't think that it's like a good enough reason. It's like, I want someone else to validate my reason. And then I'll like ask and everybody will say to do the other thing. And then I keep asking other people because I'm waiting for someone to say to do the thing that I wanted to do in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So we're like, you can sort of feel when I think you're doing that, when you're like not trusting your own authority, you're like, well, if so-and-so, if I ask eight people and one of them agrees with me, then I can do it. But then when you don't get the answer they want, you keep shopping it around. You're like, let me try over here. Let me try framing it a different way to see if I can get them to agree with me about what I should do. Right. And then you end up just doing the thing you want to do in the first place. Yeah. Just prolongs Um, the struggle. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, I think that brings up a good point is I think that keeps women, especially stuck in inaction because we're waiting Mm -hmm. for that validation from outside sources, you know, so you might have a few friends that, you know, are going to agree with you and then you might have some that, you know, are not, but the authority comes from making a decision regardless of what everybody else is going to think, you know, regardless of what their feedback might be, regardless. I mean, Cara, you've talked about this a lot you know, mom's going to be mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Susie's going to be Susie, your neighbor's going to, everybody's going to have an opinion. So, you know, if we wait for the time that a hundred percent of people agree with our choices, like we're just going to be waiting a really long time. Yeah. I mean, I think women don't want to claim authority sometimes because they're afraid of being wrong, right? We're just afraid that we made the wrong decision, whatever that means. Like we're going to get some certified letter that's like, that was wrong. You did it wrong. And then we're going to say all these horrible things to ourselves, right? And so then we get sort of paralyzed. I think it is like that client I was coaching at the living room retreat. It's like, well, I don't want authority. I mean, hers was like, I don't want it because it's harmful. But it's sort of, it's a similar like, well, I don't want the authority because then that means that I'm in charge. And then that's just like a whole new arena of ways for me to be shitty to myself. Whereas if I pretend that I'm not in charge, then at least I don't have to blame myself. Like I'm going to trade the possibility of blame for the discomfort of like spinning in confusion and feeling disempowered. Cause we think those are like our only two options. Yeah. yeah. It's like the ownership of all the, yeah. of all the decisions. I think what you, you all are describing too, to me sounds like the human version of like the pro con list, you know, you make the pro con mm-hmm. list and then you don't like the pros say this and you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the heuristic I've always decided on is like, if I want it and I'm afraid of it, I'll just go do it mm-hmm. because like it's just signing up for a certification, just signing up for coaching initially, you know, it just makes the decision easy. 
But I, th- I think when, when we get to the authority point too, what seems to arrive is like the clarity around making those decisions. I think I had a client say she just felt so liberated, like tears of joy because of the opportunities that were now open to her mm-hmm. because she had removed the obstructions for herself and she knew what she wanted. But I mean, going back to your question about the certification, I would say, do you remember week two when we were all kind of shell-shocked? Yeah, that was so surprising. I was like, what, yeah. this, is the, what this is what did it? Yeah, you never know. Yeah, and it was like, it was week two or it was week three, I think. And it was just seeing all those beliefs written out on paper. And like, you kind of knew they were there, but then all of a sudden they were like in your face. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about it was, you know, I'm always looking for the system behind things. Mm-hmm. and when I think about like ARCA, like I love ARCA because, you know, you gave us a system. So awareness, resistance, curiosity, authority. We should pause and just explain what ARCA is since people don't necessarily know what that is listening to us. It's an advanced tool I teach that has to do with your relationship to the model, to how you coach yourself. So I teach it at the advanced certification. I teach it at Clutch College sometimes. Carry yeah. On. So just knowing that okay, I'm in the awareness stage, like, okay, I'm in the resistance stage and just being able to characterize what like resistance looks like. Yeah, I know these things. I'm aware of their thoughts, but I really believe they're true or, you know, now I'm going to use them to judge myself. Like I'm, I'm even Mm -hmm. more worthless because I have these thoughts or something, you know, just knowing where you are and that your next step through is curiosity. And then after that, there's like that insight that occurs. Like where you just know your belief system, it kind of turns upside down. This is so important, right? Because people get so stuck in their self-coaching because they won't take authority for it. Yeah. Right. So like, I mean, I see this, like we just did this Clutch Gold event yesterday. So the Clutch Gold members are members who've been in the Clutch for a year or more. And we did a free full day coaching event with me and the Clutch coaches. And it was so interesting. People had so much drama around like numbers wise. Of course, I was not going to be able to coach every single person individually, right? Which they like knew going in. But there was all of this drama around not getting called on for coaching because so many of them had just decided to give me the authority over their coaching, right? And to like tell themselves that they were not going to be able to solve their problem unless they got coached directly by me. They couldn't solve it themselves. None of the other coaches could help them solve it. None of the other chickens could help them solve it. Even though literally those people are probably asking the same questions that I would ask, possibly better ones. Right. But like, I, I think I see this in self coaching and in coaching so much as we want to give our authority over to the coach. Right. And then we don't want to take authority for solving our own problem. And we want to believe that we are stuck. And then it allows us to like kind of feel like we're doing something about a problem, but actually not be doing anything about it and just be like waiting, waiting, waiting until somebody with the authority is going to come and like magically solve the problem for us. Yeah. And then as you know, we're going to argue with you anyways. Oh, when yeah. You I mean, that's the show like, <laughs> like, are you watching me coach people? People are like, they're not like, it's not like I open my mouth and make a pronouncement and then they're like, oh my God, that changed it. Right. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be so mean to yourself. And they're like, no, I'm definitely going to keep being mean to myself. That's what I should do. Right. Like, yeah, it's totally. so crazy, but there is that human and especially female woman socialized tendency to like, somebody else is, I can't solve my own problems. I mean, think about like all the tropes of like men rescuing women, right? Like that's like such a trope in our society is that is the damsel in distress. And then like somebody else comes to rescue them, usually a man. And so I think we like often just tell ourselves that we can't solve our own problems or like I get questions often where people are like, oh, it's just, this is what I think. Am I doing my own self-coaching right? And I'm like, well, are you getting the result you want? 
you know? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's all you need. Like, you don't need my blessing. I don't need to like make the sign of the cross over it and sprinkle some holy water for it to be like legitimate self-coaching. But that's how deeply women are like, we're socialized to distrust ourselves so deeply that even if what we're doing is like producing the result that we want, seems like everything's proceeding the way we want it to. We're still like, oh no, I might be doing this wrong. I got to get like the approval, the stamp of approval, the blessing, like the justification, the validation. Yeah. The legitimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like women don't think that we have the legitimacy to decide. Can I add on to this, like being an ACFC, and now we're talking about ARCA. We'll just throw in all the letters that we possibly can. Being in the advanced certification, talking about this tool. Yes. Yes. I think that the awareness, like that is what this whole course for me was. I felt like every week I was so like in the middle of realizing my brain is just consuming volumes of information because I learned so much. And so that awareness piece is so important because I could have taken it and judged the hell out of myself for not knowing all this. Mm-hmm. I just did add that part of just curiosity. Wow. Okay. Now that I can see this, all these things I didn't know, which I'd already done once when I had my faith crisis, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I've been through something similar. I'm like, oh, okay. This is familiar to me because I'm having to like reach and access those places in my brain that were like, wait, what, what, like, how is this connected? So that's what I love so much about the course, like in general, generally speaking. That's interesting. How do we, do we think that authority and curiosity are related? I mean, I guess when we talk about self-coaching, they are, right? You can't get authority over something unless you're curious about it, right? If you don't get to know it, then you can't have authority about it. I think it's just asking yourself lots of questions, right? Like that's what my brain Mm -hmm. was doing during this. So I had to keep in that space of asking more questions, which is how I create my own authority. I get curious about whatever the subject matter is. So how do we solve this? Like, how can women, if people are listening to this and they're like, oh yeah, no, that tracks. Like, I don't, I don't think that I have authority and I want validation for my decisions. And I want everyone to tell me it was a good idea. I mean, I think about like how hilarious that is too. Like when I was starting my coaching business, I wanted my parents to validate that choice. Right. Which was like, no, why would they, why would they validate that choice? They just, just right, like put me through law school. Like, you know, I'd gone to law school. i mean, actually, my father's an entrepreneur and has his own business, but like they, you know, the ones who raised me to like follow this traditional path for various reasons, many of which were good reasons. It's like wanting other Mormons to validate your choice to leave the church kind of, right? Like yeah. not that extreme, but like. Yeah. Which it doesn't work. By right. The way. As though they, it's like, I wanted them to do the work for me of believing in mm-hmm. me and this dream, which is like a crazy thing to ask of people when you're like, hi, I've never had a business and I found this woman on the internet and I'm going to go pay to get <laughs> trained by her at a holiday inn in the middle of nowhere, California. And then I'm going to quit my job running a think tank and become a life coach. Like the idea that I would be like, I really need other people to think this is a great idea. What was it for you? Like, how did you find your own authority in that space when lots of people had differing opinions of what you should do? Yeah. I mean, it was a process. I think that's another thing. Like no one listening to this should think like, I feel like I've been teaching about this a lot, which is like no emotional state is an island that we get to arrive to. And then we're just like, we get to live there. Right. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, I did all this work and now I believe I have authority over every area of my life. And now everything is perfect. Like it was just like, the proportion of barfiness to desire just got had to like go by 1%, 1%, 1% to get to the point where I was like, oh God, I still want to die, but I'm going to say this thing, you know, <laughs> like, which I did like at a party because I thought maybe people couldn't freak out as much if it was like in a public place. <laughs> so it was not like I arrived at feeling amazing about it. 
But anyway, I feel like the question I wanted to ask all of you is, if so, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I like want people to validate my decisions and I don't want to take authority over my own life and I don't think I can have authority and I think other people know better than me what I should do and there is a right and a wrong answer. Like, I think that's one of the big misconceptions. People think if you're an authority, you have to know the right thing to do as if there is a right thing to do, right? As opposed to that's not what it means. What can they start doing in their self-coaching or their own thought work? to start to shift that? Like, what do you guys recommend to your clients as a kind of first step to working on this? I'll jump in really fast because it yeah. kind of piggybacks on what we learned from the feminist coaching certification. The one thing I've I've learned a lot from you, Cara, that you're brilliant at is just going deeper and deeper and deeper. And so we saw that in the ACFC and you did that yesterday in the gold coaching extravaganza. But I picture it like, well, an onion, obviously layers, but almost like those Russian nesting dolls, you know, mm-hmm. you like take the big one off and then you're like, oh, it's this. And then you take the next one off and you're like, oh, it's this. <laughs> you know, the girl yesterday that was the lady who was talking about her, you know, boyfriend doesn't do the dishes and it really mm-hmm. wasn't about the dishes. It's about the relationship with her partner. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think I see a lot in the, in the clutch or in the Facebook group about here's my model and then here's my intentional model. And it's like, whoa, really slowing mm-hmm. down from another perspective, a lot of time in work, they talk about the five whys, you know, like why, Mm. why didn't we sell enough widgets in our company? And then you're like, well, and then you just keep asking why four or five Mm -hmm. or six times to get to the root cause. So that would be my beginner to expert Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, advice, because that just seems to be where all the clarity is and just sit in that space or ask for outside coaching or ask for peer coaching, because you know, I know for myself, a lot of times I'll sit down and do myself coaching or, you know, I know it's like, I know, but then I need somebody else to kind of crack it open a little and be like, but what about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing? And I'm like, oh, so that would be my suggestion. Yeah. I think that speaks to this idea that like, if you aren't willing to be curious, you can't get authority over something, right? If you aren't willing to really understand it and be with it, it's like, almost like we think authority is about action a lot of the time kind of, but it's actually about like, yes, it's about making decisions, but it's also about being willing to sit with something until you have emotional authority over your own experience. Right. And aren't believing that something else is causing your feelings. 100% that. Yeah. What do you guys think, Amy? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think curiosity, you got to get out of judgment and a lot of what will kind of root you in resistance is the criticality of yourself and the judgment of yourself. Like initially it's the judgment. It's those thoughts that are in your thought downloads about how you should be doing this or you should be doing that, you know, all that kind of crap that's producing the feelings of shame or, you know, whatever it is that you're starting to get awareness of, but then you start, you do start judging yourself for having that. And if you can kind of like get underneath it and just see that system for what it is, it's like, okay, I had these shitty thoughts about myself. And then now I have these shitty meta thoughts about myself. And like, what if none of that has to be true? Like, what's the evidence? I think that the evidence finding to like move out of that confirmation bias and into like, well, what if something else was true? Like just playing around with it, just having that willingness to just go there a little is the thing that really starts punching little pinholes, mm-hmm. you know, in those beliefs. And then they start getting more porous and you're like, wait, what? I thought this was a rock wall. Mm-hmm. And you start to see that like, it's just, you know, this porous thing you started to punch through and that opens up more possibilities 
And then also going through that cycle, like you said, no emotion is an island, but as you go through the process of being able to get to, to one island, you kind of, your skills building to know that like you can do this again. Mm-hmm. And that's where having a coach, having the clutch, you know, having other people like, or even watching coaching or getting coached by you or the clutch coaches, it can just give you that little bit of like, did you see this over here? The thing mm-hmm. like Paige is saying, like you can completely miss in your self-coaching. That can just kind of crack it open and give you a whole different avenue of exploration that you wouldn't have had if you're just trying to sit in isolation, you know, and mm-hmm. do it by yourself. So I think that's a really powerful way, but this is a skill, right? So you, you kind of have to get comfortable with, I don't know if we want to call failing at it, but like growing it, like you grow any skill. Mm-hmm. There's no magic like, oh, now I feel authoritative over everything. Right. Now I feel confident <laughs> in my authority. Like you have to practice it and not die and practice it and not die. Right. To build it up. You see more and more stuff that's just bullshit. So it's easier to see more later. Well, I was just going to add, Carrie, you've talked about this too, the trap door scenario. So a lot mm-hmm. of times and I've seen this with my clients and in myself and in just people everywhere, coaching are like, well, it has to be A or it has to be B. And it's like, well, it could be C, D, E, X. I mean, like, right. so if people are trying to self-coach, you know, you could just try to get creative and be like, well, let's think of another reason this could be what it is, you know, and just try to be creative because I, I see so many times people think such dichotomous thinking. And so again, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, you're, you're up against a rock wall. You just want to crack it open a little bit and, and think of other possible ideas and thoughts and explanations and, you know. Yeah. It's like we associate authority with kind of force or power or like this is clear or this is right or this is wrong versus like what if authority means kind of having that self-possession to consider multiple options and then make a decision or to be more kind of open and flexible as opposed to like it's like the traditional model of authority has been male in our culture and has often been white Christian men and they have exercised their authority in one particular way. That doesn't mean that's the only way to have authority or to exercise authority. What do you think, Amy? Closing thoughts well, what, on that? Yeah. What keeps coming to my mind is just thinking of my evolution as a human and my inability over the years to make decisions. And one of your teachings that really helped me, and I see this connected, being connected with my own authority is just practice making decisions because then there's just another decision to make. Mm-hmm. But we're so hesitant to make decisions because we're going to do it wrong or there's an A and a B. There's a certain way we're supposed to be doing it, especially if there was some religious conditioning. It's usually a black and white, right? So that mm-hmm. contributes to that. So that trusting yourself, going back to that, that you are your own authority is, okay, if it ends up being not the best decision, we just do another one. We make another decision. That's the worst thing that's going to happen is there'll be another decision to make. Yeah. I mean, what's coming to me and I think what wraps it all up is like, let me see if I can say this the way I'm thinking about it is like the, the authority you need is actually the authority over your relationship with yourself, right? Because your relationship with any external authority like reflects that, right? If you are rebellious against external authority, you're rebellious against your own authority. And the thing that we are most afraid of with authority usually is that we don't want to claim it because we think we'll do it wrong and make a mistake. But why are we afraid of that? Just because we're going to beat ourselves up and say mean shit to ourselves, right? So it's like we don't have authority. Those of us, when we don't have authority over the way we talk to ourselves or treat ourselves, then we don't want to and can't take authority over anything else. And so it's like your relationship with yourself has to be the first place that you claim that authority. Like, I'm going to decide what I think about me. I'm not going to 
just think whatever I was told to think about me. I'm going to decide how I talk to me. I'm not going to necessarily talk to me the way my parents talk to me or the the priest talked to me or the whoever talked or the teacher talked to me or the church tells me to talk to me, right? I'm going to decide what I think about myself. I'm going to decide my relationship with myself. And when you claim that authority, I think then you feel empowered to and safe exercising authority or not exercising authority in other areas, right? And you see ways of doing it that make more sense for you that aren't necessarily that like white patriarchal Christian male model of authority, which is like, I'm on top and you're below and I know everything and you know nothing and I will decide what happens and you need to just go along with it. And that's what authority means. And like, we get to redefine what authority means once we have the authority over ourselves, not in a like, well, I beat myself down so that I'm in charge of myself, right? But in a like, I embody myself in a wholeness. That means I have authority over my own experience. I know that I create my own experience. And the more women that do that, the more women feel confident doing it too, which is- Yeah, and the more we get to change what authority is like in the world, right? We get to change what the model of authority is like in the world so that it's not just, oh, this thing that is used to hurt or oppress or whatever else. Yeah, that's brilliant. Good. All right. Thank you guys for coming on and talking about this. I feel like literally every, every woman needs to have a conversation with herself about- how she thinks about authority and how that shows up in her life. So I'm so glad that we got to talk about this. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast, you have got to come check out The Clutch. The Clutch is the podcast community for all things Unfuck Your Brain. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. It's where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and connect over all things thought work with other podcast chickens just like you and me. It's my favorite place on earth and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come join us at www.unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash the clutch. That's unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash the clutch. I can't wait to see you there.